was driving the other day and I saw a business with a name that tickled me probably more than it should. I feel like it's probably the most appropriate name for this type of business. So I'm going to tell you guys the name of it and I want you guys to guess what you think the business is, like the good, the service, whatever it is. The name of the business is The Joint. <laughs> Throw your darts. What, what business do you think this is? I thought weed was illegal in Texas. It, it is, and that's why it's not it. Oh! Bail bonds. Wait. No, but that's a, actually, it's, it's not a better one, but that's a pretty darn good one. <laughs> is it like a, it's a hip replacement place. You're close, but that's not it. So it's, <laughs> it's called The <laughs> Joint. It's a chiropractor clinic, and it's called The Joint, and that tickled me way more than it should, because 99% of the chiropractor clinics that I see, because Amber used to go to one every single week, it's Dr. Meyerson's chiropractor clinic, or whatever. It's like no, a real pompous, it's go my clinic, I'm going to put my... No, this person was like, the pun goes before my name. It's The Joint. That's what it is. And I, that tickled me probably more than it should have. Great name. Pretty solid, it's but, the but also best like, name. was there anything else indicating, or did it just say the joint? Like, it's the else, joint <laughs> chiropractor clinic underneath it. Ah, oh, I see, I see. Real fine that print. Risky. That way, that way, people like Darren aren't just like, oh, I wonder if that's a weed place. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the first thing that came to my brain. Especially like, hey, this is a very appropriate name, and then you're like, yeah, it's like, good oh, name, this, but is, this is an equally appropriate name. How's it going, everybody? Mm -hmm. Welcome to John Keeks episode 88. I'm AJ. With me, of course, is Mr. Big Disc Energy, Darren. That's me. And Hit Point Heath. What's up? How you folks doing? It's been like two weeks since our last episode that we did. It's been dropped. a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah we, well, uh, yeah. a couple of snafus here and there, you know. It's been, <laughs> yeah. what, 80, 100 episodes or something now, and we uh, still screw up. So. Last week, we had, and this shatters my heart. It really does hurt. <clears throat> I posted on Instagram that we were interviewing the owner of a barcade, Arcade 92, in fact. And we did the interview. It was wonderful. Mike was a great guest. He was a great interview. And it was the most technical charts that I've ever experienced recording anything <laughs> where my yep. computer crapped out halfway through, my internet crapped out halfway through, Heath's computer crapped out halfway through. Mm -hmm. We lost all that audio. So we just did hey. a really fun conversation just for ourselves. But man, me and that guy had a great time and we, we did about... a great interview. Me and him, it was great. And if you <laughs> it, actually, I actually want to make this episode a tribute to the best episode we've ever recorded because <laughs> yeah. it was just like uh, this might be, that might tribute. be the name of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, the, the greatest episode the, ever. Tribute. Tribute. <laughs> <laughs> because man, that was a great interview. I mean, actually, we, I, I actually stopped recording. We just started talking for a little while. Then AJ <laughs> showed up and he was like, "Hey, we're done. We can't record anymore." And we stayed. We actually went and got dinner later on that night. It was great. It was a great <laughs> yeah. episode. So yeah. we, I talked to the guy afterwards though and explained the situation. He's he seemed really really cool. So we will try our best to interview him again. It might be a little weird on our end, but you know we'll get something. We'll make something out of this because that was it was too good an episode to leave completely, you know, unheard. So I, I really hope that we get to capture that fun again. Because again, it really was a great interview. But whatever, we're back, baby. Episode eighty-eight, Darren. What day of the week is it? It is May twenty-fourth. Uh, later on this week, it is National Paper Airplane Day. Mm. Did I ever tell you guys the story of how I finessed my? science class project that I had to do back in middle school, completely yanking it out of my butt. This sounds familiar. Uh, I swear to God, because I, I had a kid that also did something like finessed our class, and I want to know if this is the same thing, but go ahead. I 
so I am a procrastinator. I find that the 11th hour is where I really shine. So mm. we had all semester to plan a science presentation. I, it was very minimal instruction. It's like do an experiment, use the scientific method, present it to the class, spend all semester collecting or uh, like collecting data. And then at the end, you're going to present what you learned. I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Day of, I forgot. And this was a major part of the the grade. And this was in middle school. It's like eighth grade. And so what I did was as the people were presenting, I a person presented and then they sat down. I asked, hey, can I please borrow your giant piece of paper thing that has all the stuff on it? And they're like, yeah, whatever. So I took it, peeled off all their information, and then I started writing on it with Sharpie. I did a paper airplane presentation about the most efficient because I'm very proud of my method of paper airplane folding the most efficient way to fold a paper airplane. <laughs> and I bull crapped. I did like I did 10 tests folding different ways on uh, ah, like, each way. Scientific method. I, yeah. yeah I'm like, I, I, my hypothesis was all uh -huh. this bull crap in the class as people are presenting. And then he calls my calls me up to go present. I bull crap it. I got like a super high B <laughs> on that presentation. Hey, I got like an 88 those. completely full of crap. So yeah, that, and there are people that actually, I'll never forget. I'll always tell the story. There was a weird kid who spent all semester collecting data, had a legit one. He was, his bit was he had a bunch of slices of bread and he was, he had different conditions for each slice of bread that was in like a Ziploc bag. He's like, in this piece of bread, I coughed on it and then ziplocked it. In this piece <laughs> of bread, gross. I did nothing to it. I ziplocked it. I had like, this is my control. And he was like, look at all the bacteria that grew on the bed that kid did that got an a i got a super high b <laughs> folding paper airplanes bullcrap it was awesome i was rewarded for my terrible behavior yeah well so this i think it might have been in like fifth grade sixth grade something like that and i assume this probably happened to everyone i don't know but there was like one of those like make the best paper airplane contest and some kid mm -hmm. just like crumbled up paper and won because he just threw a ball of paper across the hallway and it went Get the farthest Shrek, kid that's big and brain it, Nah, man, I hate you, Michael. Yeah, Michael Fry. I remember. Sure. I, I remember this guy's name. I mean, I'm not, he's here's, probably he's in like, jail now. Here's the thing, man. Michael's like me. <laughs> We're not trying to play the game, all right? We're trying to change it, all right? All you idiots who are getting in line. You know, following the leader, we're like, no, we're playing a whole different game. We're I gonna, made a great paper illegal. airplane. We want to make I made it, a great paper airplane. I'm pissed. My cousin, I have a little cousin who I, I know I told you guys this story, but my little cousin had the same type of like contest at school where it was a uh a little popsicle car thing you had to make. You had to make a popsicle car and you had a balloon and you had to go the furthest, you know, in the class, whoever can make their car go the furthest one, whatever prize. And everyone, you know, did what you're probably imagining. They blew up a big balloon, stuck it to mm -hmm. the little car mm -hmm. and it would, you know, sputter out kind of quickly. This kid is a freaking genius. He made a, a sale on the car and then he held the balloon so he blew up the balloon and walked behind his car, <laughs> push it, you know, X amount of feet by like, you know, a burst of air, clench the balloon shut, go up to it. Another burst of air. He took that hoe across the whole gym. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what out. I'm talking about. Dude, people were, that was probably the most proud I've ever been of this kid. And he's now, a, in, he's an airman in the Air Force. And I'm still never been more proud of him than when he outsmarted <laughs> his entire class with his paper airplane big brain. He was awesome. <laughs> also, later on this week, it will be, National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. And I have something that I want to talk about with blueberry cheesecake. Good, good stuff. Um, good flavor. So today at work, uh, and this has happened to me in a lot of different jobs. I worked in a lot of places where it's like a, you know, just people will just walk in and 
whatever. It's just a, a place of community, I guess you should say. And so this dude walked in, and he was like, hey, we're selling some cheesecakes to benefit troubled females who drug drugs or whatever, blah, blah. Like <laughs> They make cheesecakes, and we sell them for them, essentially. Okay. And so he brought in some cheesecakes, and I was like, I don't have any cash. And he's like, no, it's a cool. It's cool. I can come back later. I can, you, you can swipe your card. I was like, ah. Okay. A lot of well, trust. I guess, uh, I guess I'll take a cheesecake then. Thanks, man. And, uh, so I'm curious, though, on y'all's opinion. Like, is that something? Would you ever buy cheesecake or any food from a stranger that just brought it in? Let me. I'm just curious. Food, I assume AJ is a never, never, never right. with food. I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's because some people. I think like Brandy was like, so you just bought this from some person you don't know. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. He's he's doing it for a good cause. I don't like, trust the world, dude. Aren't you? Aren't you just? Isn't isn't it just going to kill you? Like, isn't they going? That's how you. That's how you die. I was like, hundred percent, dude. I mean, if the dude's trying to commit homicide by a cheesecake, then I guess I die. Whatever. Like, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, but like, why not, would he do? You could not die and still get cheesecake. Just go get up cheesecake elsewhere. Yeah, but I mean, it looks pretty good. I guess there are worse ways to die. You're but. the kid that can just get trapped in the back of a van by candy, huh? He said he's kid. missing his puppy. I'm going to help him find his puppy. I mean, and then what, 10 what, years later. What, have you guys ever Danny. been in a van? <laughs> have you guys ever been in the back of a van? I'm just saying it may like how many puppies didn't actually like weren't saved because kids didn't want to get in the vans. Like that's I'm just saying <laughs> that's, like, your sad. Co- that's a cost like a risk ratio, whatever you want to call that, where you weigh out your options and you're like, on one hand, I can save a puppy. On the other right. hand, I'm going to get tied to dude's radiator <laughs> and I'll, I'll never find, I'm going to get taken to a second location. You never want to get taken to a second location, kids. And you're going to watch your parents on the news and I never saw them again. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, alternate reality, local kid saves puppy. So in your situation, it's, you know, I'm helping some straight myths in theory strangers these theoretical women who are battered abused whatever he was he was really nice that's the risk or you know i can poop myself to death and my insides are lit on fire and i die so do you think that this guy would like be maliciously trying to kill me or just like it's really poorly made cheesecake that kills me what 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 do you think like is like razors in in the cheesecake or like i mean i'm always expecting trying to check the angles i'm always expecting there to be some kind of trick or some kind of malicious <laughs> intent no see it's just cheesecake man and it's, all it's right all so right. you heard it you heard it here fans any cheesecake you want to send to us any <laughs> I'll, I'll probably assume oh. any pastry type or dessert type mo- fu- uh, food darren will eat it 100 of the time <laughs> so send it to us uh message me i'll give you my p.o box and uh, we'll send us our cakes and we'll record darren eating it if any of you have ever thought man i'm gonna send darren cheesecake but i don't want to he's probably thinking a little weird if you've ever thought that you're stupid, and I want to eat cheesecake. What? What is this? Uh, if there's anyone out there that's willing to send me cheesecake, yeah, send me cheesecake. I don't freaking care. Like it's. I mean, it's fine. Like, why would I ever think that it, people are? They're good. There's good in the world, AJ, and I believe this is why we make a good balance because I'm more nihilistic in that there's nothing matters. It's all evil. We're all gonna die. And then you're like, well, sometimes the cheesecake is just the cheesecake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most times it's just his cheesecake. How many times did you hear about a post-ordered cheesecake that kills a guy? Like, I mean, Once actually, that'd be, pretty good, that'd be a I, great article. I need to look up for cheesecakes that got post-ordered. I'm sure it's happened. The cheesecake murderer. <laughs> Coming to Netflix next December. <laughs> Darren, how was your week? Uh, let's see. 
Big week. Uh, well, uh, I guess I watched the Pentaveret. I think we yeah, talked that was, about that, that last week from that last episode. On, our, on our episode that got pooped on. Um, I listened to Kendrick some more, new Kendrick. Uh, so it's been out, I guess, for like two weeks now. So I'll talk about that later on. Um, I And yesterday I went to, well, I guess it was Sunday, I went to game three of the Mavs Warriors series. Uh, that was fun. Steph Curry I, dropped late, the elbow on him? Uh, yes. Actually, Andrew Wiggins, uh, I... I don't like him very much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's my first time being... Well, no, it's not my first playoff game because AJ, when we used to do Magic, we used to go to um, games all the time. We didn't I only go to, to uh, NBA games when they pay me, dog. I'm not paying <laughs> I'm not paying them to sit there. They'll pay me to sit in the good seats, man. That's yeah, how we AJ to, like, rolls. What, two or three OKC Thunder games? I think it was just two. I'll two still never, there's still hatred in my heart for Dame Lillard. There's always a little bit of resentment. He had to. It was during the playoffs, and he had to drain that three at the end and wave bye bye. And uh, they're like the the question. If you've ever wondered if working for like the NBA, how do the playoffs work? Well, the conversation goes: if we if there's a next game, you have a job. And Damian, Dame Lillard took that away from me. <laughs> I never got to work with the OKC we, again. We could have gone game seven, like game seven in Oklahoma City. And then if they kept on winning, we would have like continued. To, like if they were in the finals, we would have definitely been able to go to the finals. Like it would have been so much fun. And that Dame was the Lillard best chance OKC ever had. They'll never have another <laughs> chance like that again for a while. It's ridiculous. There's your so, sports talk, kids. Yeah, sports talk. Our, our Why wasn't Luca playing sports that talk. night? Uh, I think he was hurt that night. I honestly don't remember, though. Okay. Um, Anyways, but yeah, that was my week. So, all right, Heath. Uh, pretty slow week for me. Not too much happened. Uh, I also listened to some Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I finished season one of Halo. It, I'll just get it over with now. It's not good. It's had no some one, decent scenes here and there, but it's not good. No one is waving that flag saying no. Yeah. It's actually everyone's like yeah. It's even the loyalists that I know are like eh. It's not a good show. I mean, it's just not good and for one, but also the biggest thing is it could be any other sci-fi story without the Halo skin and be a mediocre show still. Like, that sucks. It doesn't have to be Halo, if that makes sense. Um, and today, in fact, just today, I started playing a new game that's an early access called V Rising. It's pretty fun. It's cool. It's like a survival, top-down vampire game. It's pretty sweet. Uh, you guys should check it out. What? That's about it. What uh, like what service are you playing that on? Is that Xbox? Is it on Steam. Steam. Yeah, I'm okay. playing on PC on Steam. All right. I'll it's like look getting that. a lot of like traffic. Um, it actually is. Yeah, it's blowing up. So tell tell me and everyone else like what it yes. is. I know I've nothing about the game that. besides what yeah. you've explained. Yeah. The most basic way is if you guys have played a survival game period like Rust or Ark or any of those, that's essentially what it is. You get stone, then you get sticks, and you can make tools to make better stuff. And you constantly progress and you get craft more and more bigger stuff get better weapons, and then you are getting those, using those better weapons to kill bosses around the map. And the map's ginormous. So you build a castle, because you're a vampire, uh, you gather your support, your resources, get cool weapons, go fight bad guys to get new skills and abilities to get, to get more craftables, to rinse and repeat, and to do that over and over again. It's kind of mundane, but a lot, a lot of fun. You can sink tons of hours into it, have a great time. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm. How much is it right now? Twenty bucks. All right. Mm. Yeah, I might get that then. Nah, that's a bit too much. Nah, street rat. You need to live a little. <laughs> <laughs> I might get cheesecakes. <laughs> uh, I I had a pretty big, I guess, pretty big week. Um, 
first thing I did was I, I watched, there's a thing on Netflix called The Hall. Have you guys heard of this? Nope. The Hall, no. So people have been wanting, demanding this for a while, and I've, I've also been on this boat. Comedy doesn't have, a, or didn't have a formal Hall of Fame. Comedians are, you know, they take over the world. I mean, look at Pete Davidson, look at Dave Chappelle, look at Kevin Hart, you know, these giant stars who started in comedy, like stand-up. Uh, there was no way to really honor them the way that they properly deserved. And so Netflix started a thing called The Hall, and the, this is the very first year. It's, they induct, I think, I don't know if they're going to continue having it exclusively be, but it's all like dead comics and inducting them into what they call The Hall, which is their Hall of Fame. So this year, the first year they had Robin Williams inducted, Joan Rivers inducted, uh, Richard Pryor and George Carlin uh, inducting them into the the first class for their, it's called The Hall. And, and they it's had like a series or something, or uh, no, it's a special. Basically, it's an hour, okay. and they have uh, comedians come out and give a little bit of history and why these people deserve to be inducted. So, like Dave Chappelle inducted Richard Pryor, and John mm. Mulaney inducted Robin Williams, Chelsea Handler inducted Joan Rivers, and John Stewart inducted uh, Carlin, George Carlin. It was super good. I love just first I've always I've said before comedians are my athletes. I admire them so much. I love learning about their history and stuff. And so it was really great seeing them honored that way and seeing stand up like respected and treated with the admiration that I full heartedly believe it deserves because I stand up to me is just such an art form and it's I I love it so much. But it was really good. And so hopefully they will continue this next year. Uh, who knows what will be inducted? There's more than a few to pick from. They also had like in memoriam that was incredible. Jeffrey Ross, if you've ever watched any like Comedy Central roast, uh, did the in memoriam for uh, Gilbert Gottfried, Bob Saget. Does, you know, does uh, Jeffrey Ross do anything other than roasts? He, he's a he's a worker. He stand he does a ton of stand up. That's I literally only ever see. I've never seen anything else other than him be on those. I roasts. think his stand up is mainly roast though. I think it's mostly crowd work. Mm-hmm. He he does stand up stuff. So he does like there's a. Thing, I think on Netflix called Bumping Two Mics, where it was uh, Jeffrey Ross and I forgot who the other guy was, but it was just doing stand up. And yeah, he he's just he's a comic. He's a worker. He doesn't really do movies or anything. He did. He had a Netflix special uh, where he did the he roasted like figures in American history. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I never watched it. <laughs> All right. But it was pretty from what I understand. It was pretty funny. But he was it was great because it's it's the comic atmosphere and so he's kind of throwing jabs at the guys who died, which made me, it tickled me a lot because he was just like, you know, Bob Saget died. You know, he lived his life like a comic and he, he died like a comic and alone in his hotel room. He's like, which is sad. He died because <laughs> he, he bumped his head and that's what killed him, which is somewhat poetic for a man who made his career off America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> like, it was the best. Right. The whole crowd was like, mm, and I'm losing my <laughs> mind laughing. And he was like, Bob would have loved that joke. You all shut up. He would have been like, can I use that? <laughs> it's, it, was the, it was the perfect atmosphere for all that. So yeah, that was really, really great. I watched the new Chip and Dale movie that's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Dude, it's incredible. Really? It's I... really freaking good. It is the, it's the, I would call it the best predecessor to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It is right up there in terms of quality I think it's funnier personally. It's what do you mean predecessor? Incredible. Like what do you like? What do you mean by that? What you the same to? style in terms of like it's a world where tunes and humans coexist. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Chippendale, like they were actor, they were chipmunks, whatever, but they were actors who played the rescue rangers and the falling out between them. I, I'm going to kind of, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm going to make that maybe my homework, but a oh, strong recommendation. It is an incredible movie. It's a family movie, but if you enjoyed who framed Roger rabbit, this is like that. It's really <laughs> freaking good. The comedy you've probably, I don't know if you've seen the memes. Ugly Sonic is in it. Okay. <laughs> so like one of the bits I'm bare, I'm going to, I'm spoiling one of the bits. It's Chippendale. have like not really been popular since rescue Rangers. And so I think it's Dale is at like comic cons basically. It's like, Hey, I'm Dale. And everyone's like, Oh, you know, you're, you're Dale. And so it's like all the other rejects. And so ugly Sonic is also there and they keep <laughs> <laughs> ugly Sonic. He's like, Hey, I was Sonic. And everyone's like, Ugh, like looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's really freaking funny like john mulaney and uh andy sandberg are the voices of chip and dale nice it is inc- like i am highly i that's i'm trying to preach the gospel on this movie because it's one of the ones that i feel like it the same admiration we have for who framed roger rabbit this movie is also going to have that because hmm. it's just it's funny and it's not adult humor but it's kind of like intelligent humor and the references dude are freaking deep cuts did this ever make it to theaters or just straight it was Plus it, only? i think the select theaters got to play it because ryan from refund saw it and i guess the direct he because he lives in uh, like burbank i think burbank i don't know la and apparently the director surprised everyone after the showing and like did a q a with people nice like it's really good chip chippendale i don't know if it's called the reboot or just whatever like rescue rangers was probably the highlight of my week uh what else today oh i, I went to ohio to visit uh, or i had a little cousin uh, have went a, to ohio this week? graduated yeah wow uh-huh. that's, and, that's interesting <laughs> that's, yeah well, ever uh, been on a plane with a year and a half year old that yeah, was awful that sucks yeah it was the worst it was embarrassing he crapped we were on the plane twice we flew to ohio flew back from ohio he crapped on both planes <laughs> good for him <laughs> And here's where like Amber and I are like is in terms of being just exhausted parents. We're smelling something like, did he crap? I think he pooped. So like, I, I looked and I pulled the diaper. I'm like, oh, dang it. He pooped. So I pick him up and I start walking him in the back. The three rows behind me, everyone's plugging their nose and stuff. I'm like, oh, you guys are aware. You guys have been smelling this the whole time. We have been nose blind to this. Oh, no. I felt really, I felt really bad. <clears throat> So and he was just like wailing the entire time. He like, was or? it was he was bad. He wasn't terrible, but he was bad. Uh, he just he yeah. want, he got antsy. You know he wants to move around and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's funny, my weird kid. Everyone like my mom was warning me like, oh his ears might pop. You know with the with the uh, you know change in pressure. So if that happens, give him like a candy or a lollipop so he can like suck and try to pop his ears. He got excited during like takeoff and stuff because my weird really? kid. He roars at Godzilla whenever I'm watching movies and stuff. Like he roars at that. Like anytime there's a monster. So when the plane started going, he was like, ah, like as he was doing it. I'm like, you, I'm raising a little weirdo. <laughs> but uh, hey. I'll say, I'll say that's my, that, that was my week. Ohio's fine. There's, it's, it's another location. It's, it's a place. I've been there before. It's just another place. Ohio is definitely one of the states of all time. No, it's a state. It's fine. It's, <laughs> I don't think you heard what I said. Yeah, one of the states of all time. And I argued and I said, no, it's a state. It's just on my counter to it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. It's one of the 50 for sure. It's definitely in the continental 
you know? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Definitely in the continental. It's fine. Uh, so we got to talk a little bit about Kendrick because it's been in a little while now and I've, I've put in a few listens. I'm sure Darren is on his umpteenth <laughs> listen. To, exactly. Precisely my umpteenth listen. Yes. I'm, I'm expecting that top 1% by the end of the year. Top 0.1%. I, I'm, Dude, I'm my 1%, ratio please. is going to be completely screwed off. My chart is going to be wrong because every time my kid sleeps and naps, so anytime he sleeps, I play <laughs> True Colors by Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick from the Trolls album because that song puts him to sleep. So that's going to be my number one. I've listened to it oh, for sure. every day, twice a day for months. Maybe even a year. Uh, I, so that's going to ruin like my trying, chart. It's like one of those things where like you know, you're hurt. You're like you're a really good basketball player, but you're hurt. Not really hurt. And so you're just <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. By the way, my hips hurt, and so I'm not gonna play very well today. It's kind of the same thing where you're just like prefacing us, like <laughs> even though you really like the song a lot, and you're just trying to tell us in advance, like, yeah, my son loves it, and I, I know what you're doing. It's really smart. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, so, what was oh Kendrick? Yes, Mr. Morale um, and the Big Steppers. Yeah, I my first impressions of the album were. It was a great album that was more for Kendrick than it was for the listeners. And I still think that's true. But the more I listen to it, the more I really, really enjoy it. Like, it seemed like on first listen, I was really enjoying the lyrics. And I think that that's an important part of Kendrick's music is understanding the storytelling, what he's trying to say. And that took a, took a little bit away from me from, I, I guess I felt like listening to them, there wasn't very many like, bangers anything that you would really want to like just play on its own like or it's going to be played in the club or whatever that kind of stuff um and that was that was my first impression but the more that i listen to it the more i think like no that one could no that one's pretty good too like there's a lot of like there's a lot of really good production value in the album i think that there's many songs that i think that are really well made both musically and uh like lyrically uh, and so I I don't know every time I've listened to it I, more the, when I listen to a song the second time the four, third time fourth time fifth time umpteenth time where I'm at right now uh, I've really I've enjoyed it more so yeah that's that's where I'm at Heath uh, I had similar views as you Darren I felt like it was more for Kendrick for sure and I feel like a lot of the lyricism was too forefront like it was too like what he was trying to say was right then like you can you just literally saying what he was wanting to say instead of like how with damn I felt like he was a little bit in the background. He was saying a lot of songs were just like transitioned to that song it was like another song was more like a story, like a one cohesive piece of art. And this was like I felt like each song had a meaning and something you're trying to convey instead of it being one giant story. Well I think it's both I think that the both things are true. I think that each song it has an individual message, but it all ties into an overarching message, I think. In, in Which is essentially opinion. like his confessional at a therapist. That's, yeah, how I, I mean, that's how I took it at least. I, I think it's like a lifetime, you know, or like a lifetime, say lifetime, meaning like the time since he's been a rapper and even before then, I assume, mm-hmm. um, of him realizing that he's vulnerable and he has flaws and yeah, he's just like kind of using the album as a therapy thing. Yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I, I, I guess I was being like really reductive, but that's essentially what I was saying. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 but I'm saying that like, even though that every song like, you know, yeah, and damn or to my butterfly you know, like it does feel like it's more like you're you listen to it in order, and it's like a well, like Good Kid, Mad City is literally like a a, a movie yeah, that you're watching. Exactly. You know, Damn is a progression from like a dude learning or about his flaws and trying to get yeah, <laughs> or yeah, or, yeah, or a regression. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on which version of the album you want to hear. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's 
I, I still think this is still the case, though. It's just told in a different way. It's not told the same way that it was previously. Um, and uh, again, it's not it's not like a story necessarily. It's more of like a revelation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, again, I'm still enjoying it, and I think that uh, like I was reading on Reddit recently, like. It's been a long. I feel like there's been multiple times that I've read this where it's like, okay, if he releases one more good album, then he's the goat. And it's like, <laughs> when are we just going to just like call it? When is the race ended? Like, I, I, I'm not again, call him the maybe the goat of today. I would I would call him uh, all you time. You know what the goat stands for, right? You know what the goat, goat stands for. So, so okay, like, well then he's not the gonna, He's definitely the not the goat. If you're gonna try, he's to, the goat. He's definitely the not the goat. He hasn't been around long enough to be the goat. You can't be the goat until you're like twilight of your career. He's the got him because, greatest of the day of the moment. Sure. Got him. <laughs> sure. But no, he can't be the goat if, you know, he's been around for like when did because he's I mean, if you look deep into his history, he's been a rapper for a while. He went yeah, by yeah, K Dot sure. originally and then he realized, you know what, I'm just gonna be me, and that's what became Kendrick. Uh I think he became big. I would call him big, like twenty maybe eleven, twenty twelve. So maybe ten years he's been spotlight Kendrick. So that's all it took. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call his he, first I think he's major. What well, his first studio album was Section Eighty in 2011. Okay, uh, so it's been 11 years, and then every album since then. In Section Eighty is still great. It's not like it's would be a great album for any other artist, but you know you got Good Kid, then To Butterfly, Damn, uh, Black Panther albums. That doesn't really count. Yeah, I don't really count like a, um, And then of course uh, the most recent one. So. Um, and Untitled, Untitled Unmastered too is a great album that doesn't. It's own. a mixtape, basically. You know, it's like a it, EP kind of thing. He's just playing around. Some great songs. On it's it, still though. great. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I could call him the goat eventually, but I mean, to me, Eminem. So are you trying to say he needs one more album? Is that what you're trying to no, say? No, I'm saying Eminem <laughs> has been doing this thing thirty plus years, whatever, and he's to me, he's still on top. Washed but, up. Washed up. Okay. Uh. But the reason I I like I like his new album I like uh, Kendrick's new album I am I'm very much in that camp of just I need more liveliness in terms of the production I think the message is great but the act like the actual tracks themselves sound kind of they kind of float too much into each other where like it's almost almost hard for me to differentiate exactly what. Like who the different producers are. I can't feel the different fingerprints on it as opposed to damn where I can feel the different artists. I can feel the different or, uh, like, you know, uh, producers with this album. It feels like it's almost the same. He had like one producer, it feels like. And I don't I don't know. I'm sure you can easily look that up, but it feels like it's one producer and it doesn't. It, it seems like one giant song to me. And that's mm -hmm. a little boring. I want more diversity in my albums. Yeah, I totally disagree with that. Yeah, I think I disagree with you, Darren. Like, I still stand by that this is the one album I think I'll never play just like as leisurely drive. I'll never put this one on. I'm putting on any other one in the discography, not this one. I don't think yeah, I've ever listened. I don't think I've listened to this new album all the way through in a single sitting. I like mm. four or five songs through. I'm like, okay, I'm going back to Mad Kid. I'm going back to Pimp a Butterfly. Give me something. Give me an all right, you know? Give me and here a you are, Kinkinta. here you are making claims like, man, this album is just, you know, who knows? I don't know. And then just like, but I've only listened to four. This is a total of Darren thing to do where it's like, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, like how that's, I like how that's what you heard when, when I said that. I said I haven't listened to it all. The, I haven't in one sitting will not go through the whole album. Then I'll yeah, go back to it. Thing. No, yeah, yeah sure. Me listening thing. to uh -huh. it at, in sections as opposed to just not listening to all the way through. I 
have not, I can't sit through the whole album in one sitting. I have to break it up as opposed to damn or any of these other albums. I will list. I can listen to like a movie, like all the way through. I just get bored. I don't like getting, I personally don't like being preached at. And so I feel as much as I admire the message, I feel like a lot of it is like almost, almost like virtue signaling where it's like, yeah. you know what I used to do? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. And what's your point? He's like, man, I stopped doing that. I'm like, that's cool. We should all stop doing that. Make a good song. Now let's, let's liven it up, man. Give me something good. I've just, I yeah. don't, I feel like it's like low hanging fruit in terms of, you know, homophobia is wrong. I'd have been like, uh-huh. We're deep into that, dude. You're bringing that up now. Yeah, it's totally simplified, but I, I understand the general point, but it's de definitely simplified. I, I don't think he's ever, I don't think at all he's trying to tell people to stop being homophobic. I think he's saying, I was homophobic and I was wrong for that. Like, and, I, and that's why, and that's why I'm not the person that's going to save the world in terms of rap. I'm not the person that's going to like improve the culture. Like everyone wants Kendrick Lamar's music to be like the reason that police brutality ends and the reason that all gang violence ends and that kind of stuff. Like that's what people are wanting from Kendrick Lamar. And he's trying to say, no, because this is what I oh, I suck, and this is my, these are my flaws. I don't think he's trying to say like stop doing it. I think he's just saying I have issues, and that's why I'm not your savior. Like it's it's mentioned in, in multiple of the songs, so I I don't think it's I don't think it's a very good analysis of the album personally. I okay, I mean that's that's your take on it. Uh, I think Kendrick has always considered himself a prophet rapper, and he's supposed to try to better. With each I think he album also. He I think I think that he has always uh, always said uh, always felt that way as well until this album. I think that this is like where he's trying to say like I think well, I mean this album was supposed to be released two years ago, and this album would look. I, I would really like to know what this album would have looked like if it wasn't released in 2020 because there's multiple songs that had different titles. There's like mm -hmm. leaked album lists at that time that was totally different than what it is now, and I think that because of what happened in 2020 with like COVID and like all of the George Floyd stuff, like multiple things in the world events that happened, like the album change where he's like, he might've just been exhausted. He's just like, I can't do this. Like, well, that's, I feel well, like that if you're going to do that, I feel like his messages in this aren't relevant to today. And I feel like if you're going to try to be that kind of rapper where you're the enlightened rapper, you're the common, you know, you're these, these guys who want to try to take the culture and, leave it better than the way it is when you walk into it you you're the the topics that he chose to address on this sure it might be personal for him but there's millions of other people listening to the album and i think it is admirable to make an album that's like these are my personal struggles i feel like that's the topics that you chose to do this it's not relatable to a ton of people and i feel like taking the cause of homophobia is wrong is I'm like yeah we've established that man and so hearing on a whole song, which admittedly is a good song, but I'm mm -hmm. talking about the message from it. And I think it's a slippery slope to spend your whole career where you're trying to take yourself seriously, saying you're a prophet, saying, you know, I'm trying to better do this, this and that, try to lead people, lead the march saying we're going to be all right. And, <clears throat> and then trying to like be like, OK, and like self-deprecate and be like, I'm not you know, all that. I'm not, you know, perfect. I'm not, don't look at me like I'm perfect. I'm like, dude, you told me to look to you with that for albums now. I, and I yeah, I just totally, I disagree with this take. Totally. I just think fine. like, I think it's okay for someone to like, 
to have a revelation and had to ch- have a change of mindset. Like the yeah, the the dude probably like was living on like worshiping false idols quote, for for lack of a better word, where he's like he feels that he's the person that's responsible for doing things in the community and changing the culture and that kind of stuff. And then I think it's okay for him to realize that he's not that person. I I, I don't think that he's responsible. I don't think that he's like. Well, I've been this way for a long time. So that's the way I have to be. It's my job. It's my I'm obligation. I was put on here to earth, put on earth to do this. I think that he can have that opinion and also realize that it's not the right way to live, like it's or that he's not capable of doing that. So, um, I don't know. I I, I think that he was just re- again. I think that you're, what you're trying to say is that the songs and the album again are personal and there it's a revelation type thing. And I think that, that like that's a fair critique of the album that it was maybe again like that's how I led the album was more for Kendrick than it was for the average listener like the, it was more personal than it was for anyone like me but I think it's cool for someone to reveal that kind of stuff and also do it where it sounds cool like I, again I still I disagree, disagree with the premise that the, that it's not sonically cool I, I enjoy the songs like yeah it's not like they're not bangers as much as like damn or humble or all right or some of the other bangers of the past, but I still think they're good. Again, the more that I listen to, I, I think I'm, yeah, I enjoyed the way that sounded. And so I just think, it, I think it requires some listening to it with a different frame. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree to disagree, I guess. I don't know. No, that's fine. And no, like I, I've listened to it nonstop, you know, bits and pieces every single day, you know, when the, the flight to Ohio, I was listening to it. And like, I couldn't, my point with it is you can have that realization of, uh, I'm not, which I don't know. I never took him as saying I am perfect. I'm this, this, and that I always, I know he's a human. So I never assumed he was whatever he's, I guess, assuming people assume of him. And so that's my, my problem with it is like, you can have that realization of maybe I should make myself appear more human Then just do it. Don't have a whole album that said that's saying the words i i am human i make mistakes just in like use implement that into other like into your like actual like your new message as opposed to that being the message i just i don't like being told like i said i just don't i don't like being preached at and i feel like with this album him like what is it could say it's for you and that's fine but when you share something with the world it's people are you're doing it for the sake of everyone else listening to it. If you had this super personal album, he could have just made it for himself and not put it out. He put this out because he feels like other people need to hear it. So what was the take I think that people but, are supposed but they're to all, take But that's that? not mutually exclusive, though. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. They can be personal and also something that's relevant to the world. Like that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, but I feel like with your argument, it's you're doing the exclusive of it's just for him. And there, so how are, how are the people... How are the listeners supposed to perceive and analyze this album? Like, what are they, what's their takeaway supposed to be from it? I think the takeaway is that one, the expectation going into this album was that he was going to do something that was going to like, he's going to talk about the the crazy things that happen in the world in the black community with politics, whatever. He's going to have some interesting and intelligent like discussion about those things. And he's going to challenge the community and so on and so forth. And I think that I honestly think that he was trying to write an album that was doing those things. And then he realized that he wasn't able to do that because he realized, like, who am I to be doing that? And I think that's the point of the album is like it progressed from a a point in time where he's trying to be the savior. He's trying to live up to the expectation. And then he realized that he's not that person. And I think that's the message that you should take away from as a listener is that 
no, like no one's perfect and no one's capable of doing that. Like no one's capable of having that type of impact on society because there's, it's more than just one person. It's more than a rapper. You know, I, I, that, that's the message I took away. And I think that's the message he was trying to convey. So. Okay. And I fundamentally disagree with that as a message. I think you should always treat yourself as if you can move mountains because you can. Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, Jesus, whether or not, you know, you're religious or not, Gandhi, these people shifted the entire planet as, as you know, they had people helping them and stuff, but as a person, they were able to completely manifest change and shift the global concept of like racism and like what is accepted. They were able to make people love and they were able to do things that is just completely moving the current. And so I don't think I disagree wholeheartedly with him saying, I got, who am I to do that? I'm like, because you're Kendrick and you've been doing it for the past 10 years and you're one of the people that I could love referencing whenever people are like, oh, like a bunch of hicks at my old job that are like, oh, hip hop is just about hoes and, and money. I'm like, no, people, there are people out there like J. Cole, like Kendrick, who are positively influencing the culture. And then for someone who is doing the work, who's doing the right stuff to be like, who am I to do it? I'm like, because it needs to be done and you can do it. No one thinks you're perfect. No one expects you to be perfect. And so I think it's like I said, like what was the message through this album is like, hey, guys, I'm not perfect. OK. And like what what does that take? That's my that was my I'm, I wonder if that's the way to articulate exactly how my frustration with the album, because it's just like your message was I'm a human and it's like we don't need that right now. There are more than enough people or in reminders out in the world that that about flaws and about problems. And it's like, we're not, I don't personally, I mean, I can't speak, maybe he does need to say this for some people who are weird, but like, I'm not looking at him like a religious leader. I'm looking at him like a person who has exceptional skill and is using it for good. Yeah. I just think that he's trying to tell you that he's not that guy. And he realized that, I mean, again, it's obvious that you feel like he needs to be and, or like he said he is, and you know, we don't need him to I don't, I don't, I guess I don't really fully understand, uh, why you, that he needs to be that for you, uh, or for the world or whatever. I just think that it's like, he's just a vulnerable person that is sharing his vulnerabilities. And again, I understand why it's like, well, you know, do that in private. You don't need to do that on an album, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with him sharing his vulnerabilities because again, I think that like he's sharing his vulnerabilities, communicating messaging, and also doing it to cool music. Like so, it, those three things. Like I think a part of it also was to get connect through a shared experience, right? So like yeah, if you talked right. about like dad issues for sure, so that I have daddy issues, and then hopefully you can latch onto that as well and say, you know, I also feel that way, and therefore I'm not alone. That kind of stuff. So it's like a, it was like a weird. It's more of like it's weird. One of those weird things where the, the line blurs between like music and art. Like obviously music is art, but like this is more of like a an art piece than it is music album. Does that make sense? Okay. Like it sure. felt like more of like an experience type thing, which is a really snarky, dumb statement, but that's how I at least took it. I feel like more of it, like being like a movie experience thing than it is like an album. And that's why for me, a disconnect between like listening to it down on like a leisurely drive versus like to pivot butterfly, which has like bangers on it. Um, and that's, I think you're right though. Darren is like essentially the main thing of it was him saying like, he says over again, like, I choose me. And even we all cry together. I'm pretty sure that stage has like a fight between a couples, but it's also supposed to be like a double entendre between him and the listening, like the people. Like people are like saying, 
This is what I, I want out of you. This is what I, I'm going to go uh, t- listen to the, the uh, baby Keem now, your cousin, instead of you because you're not doing mm-hmm. this and that. And I feel like it's also kind of double hundred there. So like, I feel like the whole thing concisely was him saying, I want to do this for you guys, but the expectation on me is too heavy for me to wear. Um, and I'm not that person. I'm not a savior for you. Like I'm not God. Um, even though you guys expect, put so much expectation on me that I can't fulfill. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it was a, definitely a weird album for me. Like this one was the, the out, the, an outlier for his discography for sure. It's I'm really, definitely like, doesn't fit in very well with the rest of his music. I, I would totally agree with that. Like it, and being like following the previous albums, like it, Totally, uh, I guess sidestepped expectations for the album, um, and I, but I, again, I don't think those are bad things. I think it just wasn't what people expected. And I think that it's it. I, I again listening to it, trying to listen to it with an open mind. Like again, my first listen, I was like, this is not what I was really hoping for. Um, but it just it, the more I listen to it, the more I'm enjoying it, and the more I appreciate it. But um, man, what a, a rare intelligent discussion on the genre. Geeks, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get to. Oh, don't worry, listener, we'll get to the nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I am curious how we'll feel about this down the line, you know, after another album or two, if we'll look back at this one and we'll feel, we'll still feel the same about it. I'm curious. I'm, I'm really, yeah. time needs to really be the element here. Like I said last time, Rick Rubin said once, uh, the best art divides the audience, which I love that quote. That's great. Which means it's the best. I can't argue. I, mean, I can't argue with Rick Rubin. I can't argue with, it's hard to argue with Rick Rubin and be like, well, I don't, I think art can also... The, the best art can also be the ones that we all agree is the best. <laughs> hey, I don't think art. it has to divide the, yeah, if we're all like, that's beautiful. You're like, oh, that's not art then. What do you mean we have to, di- it doesn't have to divide. Sorry, Rick. But that's think a about, dumb, think that's about a those dumb hills. Quote. Think about those hills you're willing to die on. And, uh-huh. you know, and someone's like, uh-huh. nah, that's a, that's shit. Wait, so what you you're trying to go... say is that our podcast is the best, po- best podcast. There you go. Because some people, <laughs> so a lot of people us. hate our podcast. <laughs> and some people hate us. <laughs> Most people, most people hate our podcast. Sorry, Rick. Does, it, you're does a anyone great like producer. our podcast? <laughs> we got quite a few. Yeah, sorry, Rick, buddy. I gotta disagree with you on that one. I think uh, art can divide. I don't think it's the best art if it divides. I think that's a weird way to go about your career, buddy. But all right, but, but, what, but doesn't that mean like so? His opinion about the art dividing uh, art, whatever, isn't that mm-hmm. divisive in itself? So that means it's a Therefore, great opinion the too. Opinion. It's there in his opinion. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best quote. <laughs> he, co- he covered all his bases of that one. Exactly. Smart. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'll get back. Don't worry, everyone. We'll dive headfirst into some nonsense right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the Johnny Geese Podcast is brought to you by Coffee and Capes. Are you a nerd that likes caffeine? Boy, do I have the perfect company for you. Coffee N, that's the letter N capes. They're a bunch of comic nerds like us, and they love coffee. So much, in fact, that they have, and they roast their own coffee. And you can get that right now at coffeeandcapes.com. And if you want to save 20% off said coffee, you can use the promo code GENRE-GEEKS at checkout. That's GENRE-GEEKS, no spaces, no caps, at the promo code at the end when you're checking out. And you can save 20% off your total order I actually had a cup of their, I finished my bag today. Again, I finished my respawn bag, made a bit bigger of a cup than I wanted. It was like that awkward thing where it's kind of like if you ever had like <laughs> dinner at like a restaurant and you're like, I have two wings left. I don't want it to go box for two wings, but I also don't want to just leave two wings. So you're just like gross and you overindulge. That's what I did with my coffee today because I had just enough for one cup, but I did not have enough for like a second cup tomorrow. So I just had one cu- <laughs> inconveniently big cup of coffee today 
but it was delicious. But it was an inconvenience. Coffee and capes. <laughs> they also have great capes too. And speaking from experience, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite capes that I own. And like it's great. And so if you like coffee, <laughs> one of your favorite capes. <laughs> I don't know. I understand why that's funny, but yeah, it's it's a top five capes for me. <laughs> um, they also have mugs. They have coffee, of course. Uh, they don't sell capes. They just give it to their podcast people. Um, so, but again, it, it, they make great capes, though. So just know that if you like coffee, mugs, and then also like the idea of capes, it's a great place for you. <laughs> like coffeeandcapes.com. Go check it out. <laughs> now, with that said, have, has anyone bought coffee from Coffee and Capes from the Johnny Geeks yet? Yeah. Not enough. Whatever it is, it's not enough. Okay? I'm tired of it. All of you listening to me, stop what you're doing and realize... Okay, listen. So, I've I've already done a lot of work. I've already done a lot of work, okay? So, you remember last night, whenever your phone, like, you plugged in your phone and you woke up and it was still at 10%? That was me. (laughs) That was me, Okay. Coffee remember, remember the other day? Remember, m- 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 no, remember, remember a couple weeks ago. Whenever you were drinking out of the fridge, you took your milk out of the out of the jug, you poured it, and then it was like, oh, it's curdled. Like it, you looked at the date, and it's like, no, it's it's still two weeks left. That was me. Okay. <laughs> remember the other day, whenever you were sitting on the couch watching TV, and like you put the remote next to you, and then like all of a sudden it just disappeared, and you couldn't find it for a week. That was me. Okay, I'm tired of it. Coffeeandcapes.com. Use the code. Thank you. Geeks at checkout. Thank you, Coffee and Caves. I shall also listen to you guys. They're going to be joining us uh, in a f- probably a month or so. I asked them if they wanted a guest spot, and they're like, yeah. So they agreed to cover She-Hulk at the end. Whenever the She-Hulk series is done. Full season. We'll do a rant about uh, yeah. She-Hulk because I'm tired of us personally committing to like, oh, yeah, we'll do a rant about or we'll do a little post episode for whatever episode and then we just bail out because yeah, you know life happens and we can't commit watching because sometimes you miss a week and you got to double up next week whatever so the end of she hulk we'll have the the talk with with coffee and capes about that so i'm right. excited right. and speaking of she hulk we got our first look at she hulk and i've never been more proud of the internet because we're all like mommy also she looks weird <laughs> she looked terrible she I'm not, is rough. i don't I don't have any idea about CGI, but man, I watched that. I was like, wait, this is a real thing? Like, it looks terrible. Like, it can't be real. It can't be what's Marvel, actually going to be a thing. It'd be one thing if it was a normal studio. And I, I phrase that very specifically. If it was <laughs> anyone else but the top. But the mouse. Marvel gets to spend the most money on everything. And they're taking over the world. So they get less sympathy for that reason. When you have armies of people who work on this on these projects it's a higher standard and, and honestly like i i mean does the series look interesting to you guys yes i love she hulk i love i love her stories i love she had a great run a couple years back where uh, it's a legal drama i love legal dramas like courtroom specifically dramas and i don't know if it's like a just fatigue with the whole thing but this is by far the least excited i've been about a marvel series really far. I feel yeah. like that might be a good thing, though, in terms of lowering your expectation. Sure, sure. So did you, I've always, it's bugged me. I'm like, why does She-Hulk, the actress, look freaking familiar? You know who she is? Who is she? Remember in Parks and Rec, the really cute doctor chick that Aziz Ansari dates for a minute? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's She-Hulk. That's her. <laughs> That's so weird. I'm trying to remember back though. Okay. It's like the episode right. specifically. The think of the the woman they go to the skating rink, and he's trying to Aziz is trying to win her a teddy bear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or the yes, one where he's now. he puts on Aziz okay. puts on a weird British accent. It's like the first time they meet, <laughs> and he, it's real. She's only in a handful of episodes. They actually did her kind of dirty because they she was really nice and like charming and looked like like a great pairing for Tom, Aziz's character, and they just kind of never really bring her up. They're like, oh, they broke up. I'm like, oh, that, that sucks. But yeah, she... Is it Nadia Stasky? Is that her name? Maybe. I don't know her name off the top N- of my head. Stasky? I don't know. But, I mean, that's the big thing I've known her from is is that, so it's good for her. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for this show and based on like a lot of the promises. We're getting Mark Ruffalo. Apparently, Daredevil's going to be in it, which makes sense. Again, legal drama. Yeah, it has to be. The CG, though, everyone's... The internet is screaming Fiona from uh, Shrek. With it. <laughs> it's it the, looks, what I, the first thing I thought of. The worst part about it is you see Hulk, and Hulk looks looks pretty good. Like still good, quite a bit better, still looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then She Hulk just like the most minimal render possible. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, like at least, we'll like, if it better. wasn't side, at least, if it wasn't side by side, then it'd been one like. Yeah, yeah. Not true. really sure if you're remembering it wrong, and then maybe like you go like you're, no one's gonna take the time to go watch you know place of the Hulk's like maybe you just I don't know, but then side by side is like. Wow, how did they not that miss that? Rough. How did anyone <laughs> miss this? It looks so bad. It's pretty bad. Like I guess I mean I'm I'm high for the show. That starts soon, I think. Yeah, pretty really soon. soon. I think I think Kenobi starts this Friday. I gotta keep that. Dude, hell yeah, it does. I'm I gotta keep that. that in mind. We're covering that with uh with nerdiest podcast after the series. Uh, I asked them because I they're my boys and I asked them what they wanted to talk about and they said Kenobi, so that's super dope. But yeah, She Hulk. I'm I'm excited for it because I, I'm she is an unassuming character that I'm hoping they do right. And we realize, Oh, she's a person I love. And I didn't realize I would love her again. That same thing that I was addressing before where people are like, Oh, they got rid of Iron Man and cap. Who else are we going to cheer for? Like there's a deep bench of Marvel characters and she Hulk is a very big fan favorite. All right. Uh, we need shenanigans. So Darren, you put, you have two bits of news. I'm going to come out with this. You have two bits of news on our docket. Both are toilet related. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to let favorite. you decide number one or number two. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That's fun. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about poop. All right. Uh, so the first one that I would like to talk about is a article that I read about where ancient poop reveals what the builders of Stonehenge like to eat. So apparently <laughs> there were people like, you know, whatever, uh, archaeologists but or whatever they're called. Built it. How does that yeah, work? Yeah, right. So we don't know the point of Stonehenge. We don't understand 99% of what Stonehenge is, but the, we're examining the poop. Yeah. We're examining the poop <laughs> of the dudes who made it, which is already like bearing the lead of. So we know who made it? <laughs> I thought that was the whole thing. So we thought it was aliens. Well, we know that we don't know who they were, but we know how they what they and what yeah, they so ate. what did the aliens eat that's how i'm gonna choose to hear this, this <laughs> bit too. of news it says five pieces of poop from one human and four dogs so apparently mm. dogs built the stone hand is what they're trying to say Just throwing darts i guess <laughs> were found to contain the eggs of parasitic worms i don't know what that means do they Jeez. eat parasitic Maybe worms that's the, that's they the were overlord. unwell yeah that's the, that's those are the ones who are like mind controlling the yeah the, the parasitic worms were the aliens those are the aliens i guess yep. basically what they're saying is they like eating like the inside the organs like of cattle i guess which i mean that's what we do now but mm-hmm. i assume they didn't have uh, the 
means to cook it, and that's really why it parasites. The, we don't really eat the organs of of cat. I mean, some people do, but that's not a common thing. We eat the the meat part, the muscles part. Wait, so are you guys trying to say that like, yeah, man, Stonehenge is so interesting, and this just makes it even more interesting because now we know what they what they <laughs> ate. That's speaking of unexpected findings. <laughs> So well, you didn't give us anything. You just said it's parasitic. Like, what did they eat? So, what, yeah, what did they eat? They just ate worms. Yeah, pretty much. That's, uh, I didn't read the. <laughs> no I didn't read the died. article. I just looked at the headline. <laughs> I just looked at the headline. To Thanks. be honest with you, that's what I normally do. That's so. fine. That's enough information, I guess. Speaking of my, uh, well, uh, okay, I, I didn't really do a great segue, but I've got a top five list for you guys. If you want to, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Top five unexpected findings of all time, and these oh, are actually like. They're specific to me, so they're not actually like r- real findings. Yeah, yeah. So but, it's like Kendrick, and so yeah, it's specifically for you. It's everyone it's really else important enjoy to it. me. <laughs> no one else is going to enjoy this except for me. So it's going to be perfect. It. Number one is just sexuality for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good joke, Heath. Yeah, well, I guess I'm not doing the bit, <laughs> Heath. Thanks. No more top five. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, the whale joke. Do you guys uh, remember the whale joke? I'm, yeah, I'm very familiar with the whale joke. M- maybe one day I'll tell it for you. If you guys don't know the whale joke, go check it out, because it's one of the best things. I, I've, <laughs> I, I looked my entire life for a great joke that could work in any situation, and that's the one. And it's a gr- it's a, one of the great, I mean, it's number five finding in my entire life. So, You're like a comedian back in like the 60s and stuff. You're like, I've got my set. I can feed my family for the rest of my exactly. life. Exactly. <laughs> Write a new bit. What do you mean? <laughs> that's all that I need. Just need the whale joke. Number four. Gelato. Mm. God bless. I learned gelato. about this literally two weekends ago because Heath and AJ said, "Have you ever had gelato before?" I said, "No, I don't eat that garbage. I ate it. Man, that was stuff was good. Number four, really good. man, God, that was. So, it's like the perfect. You know, it's like you got ice cream where it's like you know it's too hard and you eat it like your mouth's kind of getting sore because it's so mm-hmm. cold, or whatever. And then it like kind of melts a little bit and it gets in that sweet spot. Gelato is in that sweet spot from the beginning to the end. Man, one of the best things in my life. Number four on the list. By For far. any Ohio Ohioans out there. We had ice cream. We were there four days. We had ice cream three times from Damn. a place called Grater's. Grater's ice cream. It's famous if you're in Ohio. And wow. uh, I got sorbet because sorbet <laughs> is also better than ice cream uh, because it's know. delicious. It's so much softer know. and fruity. It's a mango, mango flavor specifically is great. Never had it, but I'm still not sure about it. So <laughs> Different <laughs> is scary. <laughs> Number three. The time my mom found a cigarette in her soup at Golden Corral. Nice. That's a true story. How are you not a millionaire? Any other restaurant I, I would have been shocked by, but yeah, it sounds about right for Golden Corral. It's like literally like a butt of a cigarette. Like, you know, it's you like when I was six years sure. old. I, I'm kind of disappointed. Still, all, your actually. stupid mom should have eaten it. Oh, <laughs> eating the cigarette. Come on. Come on. Eat and choke on it. Take one for the team. Cha-ching. How selfish like, of her to not eat if it. If time travel ever happens, that's that's the first place I'll go. Is back on that date, like in 2004 or whatever it was. Choke on go it. Back, like, yeah, tell her to choke on it. I put the screw in the tuna. That's a very specific bit for a bunch of old millennials now. Number two. Yeah. Witch Witch. Witch Witch is good. My God. That's wow. Good. I I recently had witch witch. Like it's been, it's been about five months ago. Wichita has had a witch witch for years now. Many years, and I never. I I honestly, it's kind of like, well, it's actually a great location. There's no reason I shouldn't have had it. Because you're in your your ways. You're. This is what I mean by my idea of you. When you're like, what is your idea of me? You do the same thing every single day. 
That's very yeah, little, much. if any, deviation. And you yeah, haven't well, had which which. There are in Wichita. There's there's Jersey Mike's, Subway, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other one? The one that you hate that you say is mediocre. Firehouse. Jer- I, oh, Firehouse. I forget about Firehouse. Uh, what's what's the one with the oh, really Jimmy good John's. bread? Jimmy, Jimmy John's. John's. Okay, yeah, they're mediocre. the four, and then they also just added which which. There's very little variation that you can choose between that you can do. Like, and you're just like I've you've for your first time ever tried witch witch well you've had no, many no, an opportunity i i'm like a i'm a witch witch fiend now like that's like <laughs> a you weekly consider that your favorite subway pl- or like your favorite sandwich oh, place it's not even close it's not even close dude their like, buffalo it, chicken is fire dude like they the owner of the witch witch like probably knows me by my name at this point because i'm there weekly at the same time every wednesday for wicked wednesday my god it's great and cheap you gotta go check it out witch witch number god two on bl- the list god bless witch witch i also and my number one finding of all time Unexpected finding. That's important detail. Mm-hmm. The toy that was hidden in our fake cabinet whenever I was taking apart our cabinets last week. It's Jackson's favorite toy now. It's great. I don't know how long it's been there, but it's Jackson's favorite toy now. Please explain the toy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we were painting our cabinets. So there's like this like cabinet that wasn't a real cabinet. It's like, okay, the previous owners like took out some cabinets to put a dishwasher in, and then but they just glued one of the cabinets shut and we've never even touched it because it can't like it's the glued shut right and so i was trying to like i want to make this cabinet look just like a wall now instead of an actual cabinet you know just like a flat piece of whatever it's like i cut it out and so and there's just like this like little toy that makes noise and stuff and so i was it's what just do you there, mean like, describe I don't know, the it, toy that makes it's noise. Like is a it little, in the shape of a car is it in the shape of a human being is what it a is the toy? that's what i'm thinking yeah, is it a little <laughs> no. scary doll that whispers secrets to you at it's night? It's like one of those like speak and say things. It's like one of the, you know okay, what I'm saying? It's like, like the big like, has... like circle thing with a little crank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, the cow yeah, goes. Exactly, exactly. Azul exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> the European version. I have no idea how long it's been there. It's probably been there for 30 years at this point. Like, well, that's not true. When were dishwashers invented? I don't really know because that would be the, the important detail. Whatever that question. detail is, when dishwashers were invented, is probably when it was originated in that place. And I want to know how it got there. I want to know what kid lost it. And, you know, I, it's it's sad, but it's great. It's one of I mean, the best finding of my life. It's great. Low, yeah, low, your house is yeah, definitely on it bar. now. That's yeah, congrats. Put it back, Darren. Have you never a seen a movie? movie? Yeah, have you never seen a horror movie? Put it back where you found it. It's now disturbed. It's going to be like, Johnny says, kill your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it in the trash, to be honest with you. He hasn't even played with it. I threw it in the trash. Better pour some holy water. Better get some anointing oil. Start blessing that house. <laughs> all right well we that go. was that was informational <laughs> thank you for that trip let's uh go into a little bit of news here it's no secret i love godzilla i'm a big fan of the godzilla and talk about a catch 22 because we are getting a godzilla series apparently and it's directed by a person i respect what's the guys it's the director of wandavision so if that should tell you oh. anything my still my favorite mcu show and so it's being directed by Matt Shackman, at least the first episode. And I think he's like overseeing a bunch of other stuff. But the point is, it's a Godzilla series, but it's on Apple TV. So I am going to have to buy Apple TV, <laughs> like subscribe or whatever, get the cheapest <laughs> thing, because that's some bull crap. They got me by the short ones on that one. By the short ones? I've never yeah. heard that saying before. <laughs> Not the long ones. Yeah. Not the dangly that's a, ones. It's a common expression. <laughs> <laughs> a, so they let me explain to you my love for Godzilla. I re-downloaded Warzone because there's currently a Godzilla versus Kong event on Warzone. 
actually it's spectacular. It's probably not the best in terms of your competitive real Call of Duty player. I like Big Lizard go, so I love it. And <laughs> there is a Godzilla skin that you can get. And it's like, it, it's a skin that goes over your dude. There's a gun. There's a couple guns. There's like a an animation so you can like uh, execute someone. You can like, it's called the Goji Stomp. I spent 20 oh, bucks please. on this freaking crap. Oh, <laughs> you, please. It's the best. I love it. The Godzilla is a freaking money pit for me. I'll pour anything into Godzilla. Uh, speaking of, of things that are, that are out right now, did you guys hear about what Fall Guys has done to their gaming, I guess, design, what their, their, no, their, I heard there was something new, but I don't know what happened. They go free to play, right? They went free to play. So that's another way to rope me in is free. So they, <laughs> Fall Guys, talk about a game that was like a spark. It rose. Yeah, for sure. And became the game. And just that was as like fast, Twitch. Every Twitch streamer was like just all over that crap, mm-hmm. and just in like the. Ne- How long do you think it was actually a major game? Like a, the, I would the say game. six six months. months max. Maybe six months max. Yeah. Maybe and that's even probably max. pushing it. Yeah. Well, they are hurting because they are completely changing their game style. So now it is free to play, and they've is got. They gonna give me money back. The loot. Well, if you bought the game, which I was bamboozled into with by Darren, I played it literally one time. In I fact, played it one time too, so in equal fact, bamboozled. Let's look it up. I have it on Steam. Library. Where's my library? Let's see. I'm saying they better get my money back because I paid I don't even know, twenty four ninety nine. I have no idea. It was too much regardless, because I only gave like two hours of gameplay to it. So if they're going free to play, they need to get my money back. Fall playtime. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not Did right. you have fun though? Did you have fun? <laughs> it wasn't bad, but yeah, that's the game. That's how much. Yeah, so it's, it's free to play, which is at least nice, right? Right. <laughs> uh, speaking, so they give money back there or not? You didn't mention. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you will get a uh, special like legacy crate thing, basically. So like the way that all these free to play games go with like the crates and the battle passes and crap, you will get a special one. As a thank you, I guess for you know getting this game where it where it is. Can I sell to, it? To be fair, they could have given you nothing, which is more than fair. Yeah. Well, they could have given my money back. I mean, in what world do you think that. they're going to just pay everyone money back? <laughs> hey, we're losing money. Let's give them all their money. Let's back. give them all <laughs> refunds. Yeah, sounds great. That's perfect. That's exactly we're trying to entice people to play the game. Let's make. Let's give people their money back. And so they have no reason to play play the game anymore. <laughs> There's two things that I would do with the time traveling machine: is one, go get that cigarette and put it in my mom's throat. Two, two. I would not buy Fall Guys. Those are two <laughs> things that I would do. Speaking of things coming out, I so we talked. Like I said, we we had we took last week off, but we kind of chatted outside of the show. But there is a trailer out. There's a teaser out that I'm incredibly excited for called Prey. And if you have not seen it, you should see it because that looks dope. If you don't know, it's a Predator movie, which I, I Predator to me has always been something that I feel like I should love more than I do because I they're totally. It's, yeah, I totally. It's feel that cool. Way. It looks cool. <laughs> which and you it's don't like, like it. I like it fine. The first one is really fun, really great. Second one was OK. Danny Glover is not an action lead. He's not that guy. <laughs> you go from <laughs> Schwarzenegger to Riggs. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> That's he's not an action lead. And then every Predator since has not really been good. Like they did that really garb. Alien versus Predator is a PG 13 mess. 
There was P- Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which is admittedly awesome because it's terrible. Uh, there was that weird, I think Robert Rodriguez was the guy who did one in like 2010. And I hated it. I really didn't like it. And then there was that Shane Black one that came out that was really panned, if you don't know. Like, people were like, this is offensive to people with autism. Like, it's that bad a movie. Uh, I think it's the right move to... Let's just take Predator out of our current timeline and put him back with Native Americans, because that looks freaking dope. It's like a Comanche tribe. And you see a dude pull back an arrow, and then you just see the little triangle laser sights on his forehead. That's that's how you do a freaking teaser. That's how you get someone's freaking six to to midnight, baby. That got me ready. Six to midnight? What is all these genital references? Jesus. I'm trying to color it up, man. (laughs) No, I actually like... I'm not a big fan of action movies, but Predator is one that gets me going. Like I really enjoy Predator. Because the I, first I, I, one, we got Jesse the Body Ventura, Schwarzenegger. You got Apollo Creed himself. Exactly. Yeah. You've never had that much testosterone in a movie before. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm so ready. Yeah. I. I we've all. I feel like it's just, it's that kind of movie that we've always been chasing, chasing the dragon with, and we've never been able to capture again. So hopefully, because this is called Prey, and based on like the information that's been out. It is a single predator again. So we're going back to the OG. Of the way it should be. Just one predator. And talk about being like, you thought we were outgunned in the 80s where we still had like light machine guns <laughs> and helicopters. And These dudes have hatchets and bows and arrows. I am ah. very excited for what this movie can hold. I don't know anything about which I can. We were a good show. I could look up. I don't know anything about who's writing it, directing it. I guess I can kind of look it up as I'm talking here. But I think this is 100% the way to go. So it's supposed to come out this year. It's supposed to come out August 5th. I think it's on Hulu, but I, I don't want to I don't want to uh, speak out of school there. Directed by Dan Trattenberg, who also did. He directed 10 Cloverfield, Le- 10 Cloverfield Lane. Choked over my tongue there, which was great. I loved that movie. That was a really great movie. In fact, he also directed The Boys. I don't know if he directed how much of The, the Boys he directed, mm-hmm. but The Boys is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's he did, I think, an era of Black, uh, an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, wow. Heath, did you ever watch that Portal short film? No. It's on YouTube. It's called Portal No Escape. It's really freaking good. It's a short It's like, a short fan film. I guess he directed that. Like the game Portal? Portal. Yeah. Someone made an, un, I, I don't know if huh. licensed, but it's a fan film uh, for Portal. It's really great. You should check it out. Okay. This dude is, I'm actually, I'm really genuinely excited now. He's a great director. 10 Foot Cloverfield Lane, if you have not seen it, is one of the best like suspense thrillers in probably the last 10 years. It's really good. All right. So new predator is going to be dope then. I'm really Hopefully. excited. Fingers crossed. Or prey, not new predator. It's called, well, yeah, it's a pre- you, you can reference both ways. I'm sure people will, you won't confuse people there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Darren, what is your other toilet based news thing that you have here? Yeah. Last time we talked about P or no crap. Dang it. I buried the lead. Well, last people time we talked could about have guessed Darren. <laughs> If one article is about poop, unless you're going to switch it up and confuse us and go with the number three, I think we could have guessed. <laughs> this is All right, a here we P go. article. This is a P article. Yeah, yeah. Number one, number two, you know, <laughs> like Eddie said earlier, it's funny. All right. So child porn investigation reveals oh, strong starts. <laughs> not as fun as I was hoping the article is going to start. <laughs> reveals Arby's worker peeing in milkshakes. Washington cops say. So apparently, uh, they were investigating investigating something happening at this Arby's, 
And so while they were like, they're, hey, we need some camera footage or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so they were looking through the cameras and they saw multiple times at night, like this night manager would stand up and pee directly into oh the milkshake God. machine. Like he would pee into People that the big eat container. At Arby's deserve to drink pee milkshakes because Arby's yeah, I'll is fight the you worst. On that one. I love Arby's. Arby's. Is you know what? And actually, I, I can't believe I had this conversation with Amber as we were driving through Ohio because I'm like, hey, at Arby's, I've had Arby's maybe six times in my life, but it's it takes years between each sitting. Because I'm like, I conceptually like Arby's. Uh, the curly fries are good. I'm not going to take that away at all. But it's like, it's like a ham sandwich, like a, a melted, you know, with cheese and ham. <laughs> well, it's roast beef, so no. Oh, sure, like roast, like whatever. But it's like, I can make a melt at home. I don't have, I can't do a chicken sandwich at my house the way, you know, other places do. But it's like, I think I should like it. So then I'll eat it. And then I'm like, that's not that great. And then I'll wait another four years and then I'll try it again. It, Arby's definitely is one of those places where, you're eating it, and then it's just never impressive. It's always just like, I felt like I ate something, and then you leave, and then like it's that's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing you get. And from melted it. cheese. It's that's it. I I totally agree, and I think it's like okay food, but I just have never left thinking like, man, I have that. I'm craving Arby's. It's just like I'm always just like it's we the have thing the on meats. The side of the- <laughs> what a weird tag. <laughs> Other restaurants okay. have the meats too, dude. What are you referencing in the meats? So. A very funny uh, part of the article, it says, the man, a night manager at the restaurant, told police he urinated in the milkshake mix for sexual gratification at least twice. So you know he what? was doing it for- I appreciate the honesty. His own pleasure? What? How was- Maybe look into- Maybe yeah. that's your prime suspect if you're looking for a sexual- like. Oh yeah, that's the dude. Sexual you misconduct. You before he does it, yeah. If he's like, I get off on peeing in milkshakes, yeah, maybe- you know, check his floorboards, check his hard drives. I think uh, that might be your guy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I also, it says later on in the article, investigators are seeking anyone who bought a milkshake at the location on specific dates. So like, if this is like year a year ago or more, imagine being that that person's like, Oh my God, I'm pretty sure. Uh, He just (laughs) was like, Looking at going through like the catalog in her mind. She's like, honey, the horse that's when did you buy me lunch? (laughs) <laughs> no, but this is like a year ago. And so imagine, like, because it says it's on October 30th or October 31st of last year. So, like, you start thinking about, you read the article, it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Oh, this is in our town. Oh, this is on Halloween. Didn't we go to Arby's on Halloween? <laughs> Did I get a milkshake? And, like, it's like a slow, like, descent into, like, th- sadness. At that point, I think you want and you need the deny to be de- in denial about it as much as possible. Oh, for like, sure. What, yeah. what dates were they like? Ah, dead doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, but we should look at the dates. Like, let's not look at the dates. <laughs> yep. Like, let's just what's what do we win here? What's 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 the positive that can come from this? We realize we drank pee, and it's not just like it's not even accidental pee where it's like that was disgusting. But you know, accidents happen. It's malicious sexual pee that's in your that you drank. <laughs> I, I wonder worse. if it's malicious though. I feel like it's more just sexual pee. And that yeah, makes, does that, make it quite to me, as bad. Like, it, to me, that's becomes now it's like a sexual assault thing where it's like you get like that's part of like you got off, like someone got off on you drinking that. So it's like you're it hit you're hit twice. That's the worst. I I want to know where were the other employees? Was there consent? Was there like a yeah, do it, do it? Or like <laughs> I like how the guy, I mean, based on what you said, he didn't even throw anyone under the yeah, bus. He's a lone worker. And like yeah, like oh, I was bullied into it. I almost bet into. It. He's like, nah, man, I get off on that. <laughs> <laughs> you ever just want to feel like you're in control? 
You're working the, <laughs> the graveyard shift at Arby's. You know, couldn't even make the cut at Popeye's or Burger King or Chick-fil-A. I'm at Arby's. I'm peeing in milkshakes, man. <laughs> yeah, I just I just came over here because McDonald's said the milkshake machine was broken. Is y'all's working? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's working. It's working Perfect. great tonight. <laughs> that That's makes, horrible. I'm cringing. I'm cringing. So if you've ever, I literally said I'm, uh, to Amber when I brought when I brought up having been to Arby's, I'm like, I should try Arby's again. It's been five years since I've had Arby's at least if I was doing mental math. So a, I'm clean a pee, so I'm good there. There you go. <laughs> B, I'm like maybe a sharp. Eh, maybe I maybe I won't try Arby's right now. That's, yeah, it maybe seems not. like a if I'm you know if I'm able to avoid a pee shake, I'll go ahead and do that. But I feel like at any point in time, if you go to if you go to a fast food fast food period, yeah, you're at risk of there being pee in a milkshake or something. Fully aware of that. That's why. I, yeah, for sure, dude. You've never seen me more polite to a person than when I'm at a fast food restaurant because mm-hmm. I'm fully aware at any second they can just snap and murder me. Everyone, there's no you're we're all in the danger zone. So I'm every single time. Uh, welcome to Burking. How can I help you? Can I get an? I don't even know. Can I get a number ten, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single time. I feel like the movie Waiting Thank scarred you. the generation. Oh heck yeah, dude! Wait staff, man. People that handle like that's Ryan Reynolds nailed it. Rule number one: don't mess with people that that interact with your that, food. Exactly. You're vulnerable, Darren. Eating a cheesecake from a stranger. <laughs> you better the least you could have done was have the money ready. You should have oh, been suspect right. about that. No, no, but he left the cheesecake with me though, so it was never it, it was never left my sight. Yeah, you never got the antidote. That's the point. It's <laughs> even more concerning. He was willing to give it away that willingly. Exactly. Once he hands you the money, then or you hand him the money, that's when he pulls There's a no vial out. Exchange. He pulls you the vial out. He's like, and here's the antidote. Enjoy your <laughs> your your cheesecake, sir. He never gave him the antidote. So mm-hmm. I was I was really nice though. Yeah, and that's I mean yeah. that's the very least you could do. Uh, something that he uh, I I wanted to talk about for sure is. So we live in a weird time when it comes to, you know, think of Star Wars, how we're bringing back dead actors and puppet CGing them to back to life. It's a weird time, especially when it comes to rights about that, because if you don't know this, I mean, this is a minor tangent, but the Crispin Glover, the guy who played the dad in Back to the Future is to thank for a lot of when it comes to rights in your likeness. Because he didn't want to do Back to the Future 2 because, you know, per- like stuff. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to use your face that we used a, m- a model for, like the the old man stuff that we modeled off mm-hmm. your face. We're going to slap it on a different actor. And that's why he's upside down and in makeup and stuff in the scenes because it's not Crispin Glover. And he's like, you used my likeness. That's weird. Pay me. So it, it, there's that's the minor, the very quick and messy history about likeness, likeness in movies. Well... Heath, do you want to tell me about what this new history making thing happened when it comes to likes likeness in movies? Yeah, Marvel acquired the licensings to the likeness of Stanley in his name. That's weird. That is what? bizarre. I don't like, like that. They can have like fake cameos of Stanley. They in the will take them into we're going movies. Yeah, we're gonna get Stanley Wait, cameos. Is that an actual like planned thing or just like I'm speculation? I'm pretty sure that's planned. I thing. can't imagine what else they're gonna do with it. Why would they do that? That's so weird. I f- I hope they do something different with it because that feels gross. It feels weird. It feels it really gross because like For the sure. last one that they when was the last time you had a cameo? Thor? No, no. Uh, it wasn't Thor? So it's weird. They shot a bunch at a time, and so I think the last movie that we saw him in might have been was he in Shang Chi? 
Was he in Black Widow? I think no. Black Widow. He was no, maybe that. not. I thought it was in one of the, like the movies after Endgame. I, I'm fairly confident it was one of the, one of those movies. But the only either movies, way, like yeah, I don't know. I'm fairly confident like the end of the movie had like a dedication to him, whatever. Like this movie mm. dedicated to Stan Lee, blah, blah blah. Like, so what's the point? Like, it's like a multiverse like thing where it's like yeah, multiverse even in real life too, where Stan Lee's <laughs> not actually dead. Like, no, like just sorry, he died. Like, I mean, just did I swear like, that should not be a thing. He should never be on screen again. Like, life is fleeting, and so I find it's that's why I'm so connected to everything everywhere all at once. I, my nihilism and stuff I, I find to be positive. It makes me more positive that thought of it. So like the idea of life is fleeting. And so like we had a beautiful moment with Stanley. We had those awesome moments where he would pop up in a movie and it'd be fun. It would kind of break more or less the pacing of the movie, but we're like, Oh, it's him. You know, we got to, I got to meet him a couple times, get him to sign some stuff. Like it's, those are things that, we got to experience and that's beautiful and artificially making moments up like that feels gross. It feels like you're trying to recreate those beautiful moments and it's not okay to me. I really hope that's not part of the intention for this. I, I, and with that said, I wonder what the intention is if it's not that, um, I really what else don't could know. it be on the other hand, devil's advocate, his family, I imagine, got the estate or the Stanley estate got to get mm-hmm. paid for that. So oh, surely on another on the other hand, it's like if I His could provide. On. Yeah. And if, if I could provide for my family after my death, I I mean, that's my thoughts of like when I'm dead, I can care less because my existence is done. So it's like on that hand, I don't know Stan Lee's thoughts on it. I would love to know if there was any documentation on his thoughts about being like put into a machine more or less and we're gonna have <laughs> ro- robot stanley popping up i would really i feel like his thoughts on it are actually critical because i i think it's gross but that's again i don't know they haven't really said what they're gonna do with it only see yeah uh the last thing here let's go on something fun <laughs> oh, i'm debating between heath and mine heath you you go ahead i don't i'll save my bit it. For an, i'll quick. save my bit for another day Go ahead. Did you guys hear that last year there was a giant fight for the name Josh? Yes. Uh, I heard about this. I, do you remember how it ended? It was wonderful. A five-year-old one, right? Yeah. Like all the Joshes met up. It was like a Facebook event thing that they just, it became viral. Like all these people named Josh, hundreds of Joshes showed up for a battle royale, a fight to the death. And the last Josh gets to be Josh. And the winner was like a five-year-old kid. Like they let him, it was like a body of, of us, an ocean of like Josh's like sprawled on the <laughs> ground and then one kid with like a nerf sword standing above them all. Uh, last Saturday they did it again. And oh, they did that's this awesome. giant charity for it and uh, whatever they raised was getting matched by some company and stuff. Like it, it's great. I love that such a small concept came to fruition to be this, such a big giant thing. And I love it. Did we start we, with like one guy like sending a message yeah, to a bunch of Josh's or something? Yeah. He tweeted, he just said like, if your name is Josh, fight me for the name Josh. Yeah. And then it's boom. the most productive thing anyone named Josh has ever done before in all of human history. <laughs> go by look at Josh, go by Joshua or something. Josh is just a weird. I don't like the way it feels on my mouth when I say the name Josh, like it's falling out of my mouth. <laughs> we should do this for more for more names for sure, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. I'm gonna like, put that on the poll. Definitely does not. You, Heath, does your mouth feel weird when you say the name Josh? <laughs> definitely not my go. name, Perfect. but like Ashley Josh. and stuff. 
Oh, just like a bunch a of basic nationals. hoes just fighting each, just cat fighting <laughs> each other, and then there's one final one standing. Perfect. All the Sarahs, all the gyms. I'm all. I'm gyms on board would be with great. This. I think it'd be. I feel like there needs to be a, a Darren meet off, and then the one who's the last one standing is the way we the permanent spell spelling. Darren. Yeah, we that's how we permanently <laughs> decide who or how we spell Darren because it's spelled every variation possible. Would you Would you include Darians too, or just Darrens? Just it could be it. Yeah, I'd rather just go Darren personally because I feel like Darian. Yeah, there's a lot. Are there other variations of spelling Darian? I feel like I only know like one Darian. Are you kidding me? There's plenty. I'm not I only go know of there's, there's one. Like 10. There's like ten, but I'm not going to go through. Right. But there's like ten of them. <laughs> but I, I, honestly, I think that on like the R E Ns would probably show up and think that there's something special, and they really wouldn't be, and they'd probably be out first. <laughs> and the R O Ns, there's like there's like ten R O Ns out there, and those guys don't even like. They they probably won't even show up. They won't up. even show up, yeah. Yeah, they won't even show up. And then, they're like, please they're, change our spelling, in fact. We're begging you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's like the R-R-E-Ns, and it's like, yeah, you think you're something special. It's going to be like hundreds of those guys, and they're going to have like an unfair advantage. But then the little guys, the R-I-Ns. Tiny but mighty. Little R-I-Ns. We're going to lose, and then have to you're gonna, Yeah, and then you're gonna, <laughs> they're going to fix your name, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Is there <laughs> one name that we should just do a fight to the death? <laughs> like just an actual a- fight to the death? One name. I don't like. Hmm. <laughs> I, I I think Joel be honestly be because I think Joel and Joel like they're just so stupid. Your name is Joel. Like stop calling so it the Joel versus the Joel. Either, either that or add a dash in the middle of your name because your name's Joel. It's J O E L. Just say Joel. Stop saying Joel unless you're gonna put like an L L E at the end. Then it's Joel. Like Joel, you know that kind of thing. But like just <laughs> it. So yes, that's my answer. Is all the Joels out there that think they're Joels need to go to a fight? Because guys name guys named Taylor <laughs> need to go away. Hey, I feel like fine. we need. Wait, is this like a side thing or no? It's just the only like, to go away. <laughs> well, I want to fight to the death, and that way there's just one left, and then we can kill him too, and then there's just, we're done with Taylor. <laughs> Jesus, you know, you know Taylor's in my name, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you got too many names. That's the point. That's true. Too many. Let's just solve. They're solving so many problems. You're just adding to my argument. <laughs> Taylor should be a girl's name. I just I don't like the I don't like the fence. I think the fence is cowardice. So having gender neutral names to me is cowardice. Let's go. Get rid of Taylor. <laughs> is there a the, question there? You want a bit you want to pull yank a bit out of me. This is me squeezing, wringing the towel of bit when it comes to like the names and fights. <laughs> it's the best I can do on the fly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's uh that's gonna wrap this episode up. So let's hit our recommendations and homework. Like I said, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to check out Chippendale. It's on Disney Plus. It's a great time. Watch it with your family. Watch it by yourself. I watched it by myself, like or with my kid, but he he doesn't give a crap. Dude, the references are such deep cuts. It's so good. All right, I got one. Go ahead. Brandy and I watched another like documentary thing on Netflix sometime last week. I don't remember when it was. We watched our father have you guys watched that i heard of i'm it. aware of it i did not watch i know the yet. concept uh brandy it's been like a month ago probably she was like there's this new documentary coming out on netflix where it's like this dude is like stealing people's sperm or like not just stealing over i mean kind of like replacing people's sperm is actually what mm-hmm. was happening and uh it's super oh weird. i did hear about it it's the guy who replaced the sperm with his own sperm right he's the doctor yeah, correct he's, he's a, yeah. he's a fertility doctor people, yeah. and yeah he, Essentially, that's the premise of the movie. Is or the he the also peed in the milkshake, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so it's a Netflix documentary about this dude that like essentially was replacing sperm with his own sperm and uh, did it in 
I many times. I'm not going to say how many necessarily, but you don't uh, want to spoil. I, I, the, yeah, read well, the article, kid, if you want to hear hear the juicy. I don't stuff. even think that it's known how many though at this point. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing is that it's still like more being uncovered every day. Like the super, it's this just really weird. Uh, I don't even know if I necessarily recommend it for entertainment. It's more of one of those things like if it's like an hour long and it's just something where it's, you're watching it and the entire time your mouth is just like a gate because like what is wrong with this person uh so yeah i enjoyed it and i yeah if you have some an hour free after dinner one night or whatever like check it out cool i recommend you check out v rising it's pretty fun it's an early access right now but it's a lot of fun check it out play with your friend um also i'm rewatching nathan for you oh dude, i, I recommend that. you uh you I think the last that. three years i watched i rewatched it yeah. that show is a treasure. It, it's great it never ceases to completely yank a laugh out of me where I'm like, yeah, for sure. Jesus Christ. It's to me, it's, I can't, it's the brilliance of the writing mm-hmm. is just, I, it makes me feel bad a little bit where it's like, <laughs> I will never be that clever because I feel like I overthink the joke and they hit that perfect spot where it's like a five-year-old would think this is a good idea where it's like, it, it, it there's no, it, it, it's like if Darren were to like come up with like really rapid fire business plans. Ah, uh, yes. Where like the one is like, oh, it's like the one that got viral. It's like, oh, it's so Starbucks is popular. What if we make a rest, uh, a coffee shop called Dumb Starbucks? And it's just, <laughs> it, it's ripping off Starbucks. The logo, the aprons, everything is Starbucks. That sounds genius. That sounds genius. It's the best, dude. If you haven't watched Nathan for you, you need to. All right. So, Yeah do that definitely do that uh we'll talk next week we forgot to talk about the pentaveret but we'll talk about that next week you should enjoy the pentaveret uh my last recommendation is i read a, a comic called the the thing you love in the dark i think is what it's called it's written by scotty young great artist great writer it's the same team that did a comic called middle west which is a super good highlight i really enjoyed it it's uh it was i mentioned i think i don't i don't know the episode in here but it's classified as a horror haunted house uh romance and yeah it is <laughs> it really <All> is right. <laughs> uh i loved it i i really think it's it's a great story it's a really tight series it's five issues whole thing i got the the trade for it. it's great so yeah definitely check that out if you're into comics if you want to read something that's just just nice to read this is a well-written story that's not connected to superheroes or anything it's just a really tight original story uh borrows a little bit from like say the shape of water but it's it's really good. <clears throat> so that's going to wrap this episode up of Genre Geeks. Do good things to us on all the things that you're supposed to do good things with, all the Apple reviews, all the Spotify reviews. You can follow us on Instagram, where I am still posting some of my physical media stuff. Today, I bought my Batman, the Batman, I should say, Steelbook, 4K Steelbook. That's freaking gorgeous. I cannot wait to, I'm going to actually do a shoot of it later tonight. Uh, go to our, if you want some polls, go to the Genre Geeks cast, uh, at Genre Geeks cast on Twitter. That's where we house all of our, our polls and stuff. And also you can send us an email, genregeekscast at gmail.com. What about the poll? I added another poll. I added another one that we oh, talked yeah? about. You what poll? Sure, what is it? Should we force all people named Taylor to fight to the death so all Taylors are finally rid of the world? <laughs> yes or no? Yeah. There you go. Perfect. At Genre Geeks Cast on Twitter. Go check it out. Yeah. Uh, until next time, everybody. Bye.